0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960. KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. 0-2, oh curveball swing and a miss. And the A's...
3: Survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse
4: Show. Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show. A disappointing end for this game that seems so promising early on for the Oakland A's, but they do come up short, dropping the middle game of this three-game series in Chicago, falling three to two on a wild pitch in the ninth inning, ending the A's hopes of trying to keep this win streak alive as it comes to an end here. And uh, a tough loss for the Oakland A's as we chatted up with Ken Korak joining us uh, from the ballpark. And, Ken, I was talking with Robert Costa in the break there. I, I have myself to blame because I think this is the second game that I've worked where the A's have lost a game in the ninth inning on a wild pitch.
5: That's it for you, Joe. You're done. (laughs) See you later, pal. (laughs) You know, know, it was tough. It really was. And you're, you know, leadoff double, then Harrison, the perfect sacrifice, bunt. now you're in trouble. And, you know, once that ball got in the dirt, you could tell it was just really tough for Murphy. It's a tough chance. He's so good behind the plate. The ball kicks left and game's over. But, uh, you know, the White Sox had some opportunities early in the game. But, you know, the A's are hitting a lot of home runs, Joe, but they're not getting a lot of hits. That sounds kind of strange to say, but as we said earlier on the broadcast, 20% of the A's runs have come on home runs, so if they're not in, in, in this month, so when they don't homer, it's tough for them to score, and they had some opportunities. You know, the last two innings with Kemp's double with one out and then the double by Elvis with one out in the ninth, but uh, just couldn't get him home, although give Abreu credit because he made a great play on Seth Brown's ball the last out of the eighth inning Joe because if he doesn't make that play then the A's have the lead
4: well Ken you're right I mean I think something that's been pretty consistent for the A's over the last couple of weeks is they've actually been able to add on runs later as the game has moved on they've been able to to add some runs on extend leads kind of get to some bullpen but we didn't see that today you know it was the two runs on the solo homers Sean Murphy and and Seth Brown once again giving the A's those homers that you were talking about but You know, they were pretty quiet for the middle Mm -hmm. part of that game. We didn't really see them get a chance to add on later on.
5: Well, and Johnny Cueto, you know, the old guy still has he's a a crafty guy, a lot of craftiness and guile, and give him credit too because he was like his own long man today, uh, Joe, because he gave up the the homers in the first and third. Then he blanked the A's the rest of the way, and he was able to get through seven for the Sox. So, you know, he's still a tough customer. All he's been through are the injuries and the Tommy John – and uh, you know Johnny Cueto is is still a tough pitcher, especially like tonight in a in a close, low scoring game.
4: Yeah. Well, on the other side, Paul Blackburn, somebody that we talked to, and you talked to Scott Emerson ahead of the game about Paul Blackburn, who had really struggled in his last ten starts. You know, the last uh, the last outing against Texas, giving up the ten runs. But today, a lot sharper. One of the things that he really cut down on the walks. No walks for Paul Blackburn today, and that was kind of key early on in his success. I know. It got a little dicey as he got a little later but this was a much better paul blackburn tonight than we've seen you know really over the last four or five starts
5: well you're right joe and you mentioned emerson and that's what he stretched trying to get early count outs feature his fastball be aggressive uh throw more strikes and he did and well, he got a great play by elvis in the fourth inning on grandal's ball that began a double play i mean that was a phenomenal play by elvis and then you know, in Paul's last inning in the fifth, he did a, just a marvelous job of working around the, the single and the double off the bag by Vaughn. So now it's second and third, but he got Sheets and Harrison and Anderson and struck out the last two guys. Those were the last two hitters he faced tonight. So some really clutch pitching, I think, all the way around by both clubs. And, and good defense was featured by both these teams tonight.
4: Yeah, and you know, I know it ends with kind of a, you know, a disappointing outing for Zach Jackson, but I I think you guys mentioned this in the broadcast that it was going to be, you know, a lot of work again for this A's bullpen, which has been so good. Zach Jackson, unfortunately, you know, comes up short, but, you know, Sam Mole today, we saw a stellar performance from him. AJ Puck, who has had his struggles kind of finding the strike zone from time to time, able to kind of get refocused and get out of a jam there. So. Another impressive outing for most of this. It didn't end the way the A's bullpen was hoping, but for the most part, another strong outing from this A's pen.
5: Well, it's tough to win a game, as we said, when you're asking for four innings out of your bullpen. It would have been the third time this week that the A's had won a game in doing that, getting four out of your pen, and it's tough. And when you're winning a lot, you can't use your your plus guys every day. But, uh, yeah, you're right. And that was, by the way, the ninth inning run the Sox scored was the first earned run allowed by zach jackson in this month of july so you know they've been really good
4: all right ken we'll let you get out of here i know you and vince trying to get to another night of lollapalooza so i don't want to hold you guys up too long
5: vince (laughs) already has his tie-dye shirt on and he's ready to go we're going to head up to grant park here in just a couple of minutes
4: now does he have his 80s tie-dye bucket hat to go with that shirt
5: (laughs) we'll have to we'll have to you know add that to the the uh the styles of Catronio here, but working on it.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good night in Chicago. We'll talk tomorrow, and uh, hopefully the A's can still get a win here in Chicago as they ramp up this series. Have a good night, Ken. Okay, Joe. All right, Ken Korak with a great call there. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today talking about uh, an unfortunate A's loss. It was a well-played game for the most part. A lot of great defense, some great pitching. We saw the A's get some power early on, but unable to add on as the game stretched on. So it snaps the A's season-long four-game winning streak. And... We're going to have a rubber match tomorrow as the A's are still going to have a chance to try and win this series. 833-625-2278 is the phone number if you want to jump in. Get your calls lined up. 833-625-2278. Anything you want to talk about this game, uh, you know, how the A's... Uh, unfortunately, come up short and as we were just talking about with Ken, It is a lot to ask from this A's bullpen night in and night out to give you some longer innings, but also a very encouraging outing from Paul Blackburn. Probably the best he's looked uh, since the beginning of this month when he had that good start against the the Mariners, I believe, early in June in July in July. What month are we in? Early in July the. Really, we saw him struggle over the last several starts, but this was a much better Paul Blackburn, a lot more emphasis. He looked very determined, and that was something that I think is really positive. We're also uh, inching closer towards the MLB trade deadline. We're going to talk about that as we roll along Eight three three We'll get you some of the highlights on the other side. We're also going to hear from Mark Kotze and maybe some of the A's players as we continue on here on the A's Clubhouse Show. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to A's Clubhouse. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this weekend. And an unfortunate night for the Oakland A's as they come up short. They've been pitching really well, they've been playing really well. And you got two teams with uh, some of the worst defense in the American League, but that was not on display today. A lot of great defensive plays. Uh, To In tonight's game, unfortunately for the A's, they fall to the White Sox 3-2, a wild pitch in the ninth inning, allowing the winning run to come in and score, sending the A's home uh, a little disappointed tonight as their four-game win streak comes to an end. But overall, this team's still playing very well, and we're seeing a lot of entertaining baseball, a lot more consistency night in and night out from the Oakland A's. Although, as Ken mentioned, we're not seeing a lot of hits from this team, However, they are making the most of those hits. We've seen a lot of power, a lot of extra base hits, and that included tonight. The A's two runs coming on solo homers early on in this game. So let's go over the highlights. We'll walk you through this all. But if you want to jump in, we do have the phone lines open. If you can give me a call, you're more than welcome to 833-625-2278. As we give you a chance to line up, we'll go through the highlights right now. Top of the first inning, the A's were off to a, a good start This uh, in this game. It was going to be a tough one, but they've been getting a lot of good power. It started again today. Johnny Cueto got uh, Machine and Tony Kemp to start that game. And with two outs, which was key for the A's today, with two outs, A's catcher Sean Murphy stepped to the plate and does what he does best, demolished a hanging breaking ball. Should be some fun when
3: the
5: A's go to Anaheim starting on Tuesday and considering where the A's were about 10 12 days ago here's the pitch now and Murphy it's a drive to left field Vaughn is going back he will turn he'll watch it fly (laughs) and the athletics and the long ball story continues it's one nothing A's in the first just an amazing run of power by the green and gold well back in the seats and straight away left number 12 for Murphy. And the A's have the early lead. And
3: he's hit him on the longest home runs as an athletic. 2-0 count. He's looking to drive the ball. Just got a little hanging slider, a little hanging cutter, right out over the middle of the plate and just absolutely barreled.
4: Well, another Sean Murphy moonshot. This guy does not hit cheap home runs. 425 feet to left, I think I heard Ken mention it later on that it was the third longest homer of the season for Sean Murphy, his 12th of the year and 5th for the A's at that point in the first two games of this series. That would take us on to the second inning with the A's holding on to that one nothing lead, and we've been hearing about Nick Allen's defense for a long time as he's been making his way through the minor leagues, now getting an extended run with the team here in the majors, and his defense has indeed been excellent. Sky Bolt is way into
5: right center. Lauriano and right well over toward the line. And once again the 2-2 is on the way. And Blackburn throws. Here it is to Abreu. Swung on and chopped to second. Tough play. Great backhand by Nick Allen. He throws the first for the out. Nick Allen couldn't lay back and get a convenient hop. And charging aggressively and took a tough short hop to the backhand side and fired to first. And Abreu was out number three. Anderson left
4: at third. And after one, the Athletics lead the White Sox 1 0. Now, Nick Allen's defense is something to watch. It is a lot of fun watching that young man work his glove. Top of the third, A still leading 1 0. And safe to say that Seth Brown enjoying dad life. Two home runs in last night's game, his first game back since the birth of his son, Cannon. And a day later, he showed he hadn't cooled off.
3: Seth, in his last 16 days of baseball, has gone 12 for. Thirty-four at the plate with four homers and five RBIs, and two of those home runs last night. Emotional with us on the post-game interview. His first game back after becoming a father for the first time. His wife Brittany gave birth to their son Cannon back up in Oregon just a couple of days ago. Was uh, there for the birth of their first child, and certainly a moving moment for him. Basketball hit high in the air and a deep right. Sheets takes a look some more dad power for Seth Brown his third home run in less than twenty four hours since becoming a dad for the first time
5: that's number 15 out of the year and it's two nothing Oakland they are cannon shots (laughs) they are to borrow from Joe Hughes (laughs) three cannon shots in the last two days.
4: Well, thank you to the shout-out from Ken Korak. As someone who grew up in the Bay Area, always fun to hear your name coming out of Ken Korak's mouth. For Seth Brown, though, he is really enjoying being a dad right now. His team-leading 15th homer of the season. Uh, Bottom of the fourth inning, the White Sox started putting some pressure on against Paul Blackburn, who had been much sharper than we'd seen pretty much all of this month. A.J. Pollock and Jose Abreu with back-to-back one-out singles bringing up Yosmani Grandal as Paul Blackburn got some more help from his defense, including Nick Allen.
3: Blackburn off the third base side of the hill. He got Moncada on a ground ball to second. And then Pollock and Abreu back-to-back singles. Full count to Grandal. And the righty delivers. And it swung on a shot up the middle right to Elvis. Glove flip to Allen for one on the first. A double play. Spectacular effort by Elvis on a smash off the bat of Grandal loves it to Allen, picks a clean, and on to first, and the inning is over. No runs, two hits, a man left, four in the books, and the A's still lead it, two to nothing.
4: Well, a spark from the A's defense. Unfortunately, they weren't able to carry that over onto the offensive side. A's went quietly in their top of the fifth, in the bottom half of the inning, the White Sox once again starting to challenge Paul Blackburn. It started with a sharp single from Eloy Jimenez. That would go to right. The ball was laced off the right field wall, but it did take a friendly bounce, coming back into the glove of Ramon Laureano, able to quickly turn and keep that to a single. Andrew Vaughn followed that with a double. that bounced off the top of the third base bag and finally settled into left field. But all of a sudden... The White Sox now have 2nd and 3rd, nobody out. Paul Blackburn proving he is the magic man. Once again, working his way through this situation, really took advantage of Chicago's aggressiveness, getting a lot of swings and misses. You got Gavin Sheets to fly out to 2nd. A former A, Josh Harrison, would strike out swinging on a high fastball that was up and out of the zone. He slammed his bat down in frustration. It splintered. You had wood flying all over the place. And then Tim Anderson, who is facing a three-game suspension after bumping the home plate umpire last night, he's appealing that, which is why he was able to stay in the lineup tonight, trying to get a big hit while he waits on the appeal of that suspension, but comes up empty.
5: Tim Anderson came in batting 3-10, right on top of the plate, spread stance, outfield toward right, and here's the 0-2 delivery. It's on the way, and he chases that one down and away on a breaking ball great job by Blackburn and the fans on the south side are not happy. Second and third and nobody out and Blackburn works out of it. And after five, it's still 2 nothing A's.
4: Well, that was the end of the day for Paul Blackburn. Five innings, five hits, no runs, and an important stat for him, no walks. Uh, early on this season, Paul Blackburn was Mr. Command, really able to limit the walks and the free passes. He did that today. Four strikeouts for Paul Blackburn, the pride of Brentwood, California, having a much-improved outing from what we've seen earlier on this month. A.J. Puck would replace Blackburn in the sixth inning. Puck worked himself in and out of trouble there. Austin Pruitt would take over for Puck in the seventh. He would hit Andrew Vaughn, and then Gavin Sheets, who became a bit of a villain for the A's today, would go on to make them pay for that mistake.
3: Sheets has popped a short and popped a second. Left-hand batter against Pruitt. From the stretch Austin's pitch is swung on and a fly ball to right. It's hit deep and Laureano will watch and this game is tied. Gavin Sheets first ball swinging his eighth home run of the year. After the hit by pitch scoring Andrew Vaughn we start all over the A's two and the White Sox two.
4: A deflating moment for the A's there with the game tied 2-2 on that big fly after a hit batter. Just kind of a deflating moment for the A's, who have been very good over the last two weeks about adding on later on in games, being able to get to other relievers, but unable to do that today. The A's bullpen, very strong. Tim Anderson singled over the leaping Nick Allen after that home run, and that would end Austin Pruitt's day, but... The A's called one of their bullpen heroes, Sam Mole, who was summoned. He nearly got a double play to get out of the inning, but then A.J. Pollock would go down on strikes, trying his best to make contact with that nasty slider by Sam Mole, who would come back out later in that game. Top of the eighth, Tony Kemp with a one-out double to right and the heart of the A's lineup coming up, so all of a sudden you're feeling pretty good. You've got Murphy Brown due up next. Sean Murphy would ground out to third, though, reaching on a pitch that was down and away. And Seth Brown with a really strong at-bat, he had a really good at-bat, hung in on those pitches. As you could see, the White Sox were working very carefully given how many home runs he's hit over the last two days. But it didn't work out. It took a nice defensive play behind the bag at first to keep Seth Brown from being able to give the A's a lead. Mole would come on, he would work a clean eighth inning, giving up just a single to keep it tied, heading to the ninth. The A's were going to have to face a former friend, the White Sox all-star closer Liam Hendricks. We all know quite well, Ramon Laureano led off that inning, but got jammed in a pop-up to shallow right. Elvis Andres, who's been hitting the ball really well lately for the A's. He gave them a chance as he laced a ball to left, would hop up and over the wall for a ground rule double. And with one out, Mark Kotze would go to his bench, calling on the veteran lefty Stephen Vogt to pinch hit against Liam Hendricks. That was for Chad Pinder, who was in the DH spot earlier today. Vote, however, called out looking. It was a sinker. It was definitely outside, but well-framed by Yosmani Grandal. That gave them the second out of the inning. And then it was Sky Bolt's turn to see if he could get something through. Elvis Andres would steal third, and all of a sudden, you got the chance if you're the A's. You just need a, a wild pitch, a pass ball, or maybe a clean single, but... Liam Hendricks showing why he was an all-star, gassed 98 miles an hour in the lower corner of the strike zone for a called third strike. So, A's stranding a runner at third after a pair of strikeouts in their half of the eighth inning. Zach Jackson, who's been another hero for this A's bullpen, as you heard Ken mention, has not been giving up earned runs lately. He came in for the bottom of the ninth, but Gavin Sheets once again getting the A's in trouble right from the get-go. A leadoff double to left... Adam Ingle would come into pinch run, give the Sox a much-needed speed. He got to third on a sacrifice bunt from Josh Harrison. The A's electing to pitch to Tim Anderson, but it proved not to be the big difference maker as Jackson spiked a breaking ball, a wild pitch rolling too far away from Sean Murphy.
5: Out of the stretch, the first base side. And yeah, now the 2-1 offering. And here it is, and it's in the dirt. It gets away, and the the game is over. The Karams toward the White Sox dugout, scoring his angle on a wild pitch. The White Sox beat the A's 3-2. A pitch that was spiked in the dirt. Nearly impossible chance for Sean Murphy. him to the left of home plate, over toward the dugout. Angle scored easily. There was no play. And that's how the White Sox even this series and beat the Athletics by the final of 3-2. to two.
4: Well, that's how it happened. The A's coming up on the short end of this game, able to get their runs early, unable to add on late as the White Sox take advantage of a couple of mistakes by the A's pitchers, and it was a lot to ask from that bullpen who has been very good so far this month. But a tough loss for the A's as their four-game winning streak comes to an end. Their season-long four-game winning streak coming to an end with tonight's loss. But line up your phone calls, 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Hughes. On the other side, we're going to hear from some of the A's players and even manager Mark Conce about a disappointing loss for the A's. And I want to hear your thoughts about maybe some of these A's hitting troubles. We've been talking with Ken Korak about the A's not getting a lot of hits right now, but they've been making them count because they've been hitting for a lot more power, a lot of doubles, a lot of home runs, and that's really helped lift the A's since the All-Star break. So your thoughts on that. Also, your thoughts on maybe the A's thinking uh, as we head towards the uh, the MLB trade deadline, if there's some players you'd like the A's to consider holding on to, or what your thoughts are for this team and their future heading towards that deadline, which will be coming up for us on Tuesday. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend, 833-625-2278, the number, as we roll along with A's Clubhouse.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay
6: not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone, together.
7: August 6th is International Trading Card Day, and Tops wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of TOPS products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with TOPS. Visit tops.com for more information.
4: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this weekend talking about a disappointing loss for the Oakland A's. They fall to the White Sox 3-2, the final run of the game, the deciding run of the game coming on a wild pitch as Zach Jackson's breaking ball spiked into the ground, Sean Murphy Really had no chance to try and corral that ball as it rolled away towards the third base dugout. And the White Sox able to capitalize on a leadoff double and a sacrifice bunt to get the winning run home on the walk-off win. Sending the A's home frustrated, feeling good about the way that they've been playing overall, but frustrated with the way tonight's game ended. So your calls, 833-625-2278 if you want a chance to line them up. As we get a chance to hear from the A's manager, Mark Conte, making some decisions late in the game, deciding to pull Chad Pender, the righty-on-righty matchup. He didn't want that, uh, or he didn't want to go with that way. He decided to go with his veteran, Stephen Vogt, who's come off the A's bench a lot and been pretty productive. Today, he comes off the bench at the end of the game against Liam Hendricks, unable to pull the trigger there at a ball that turns out it was It was outside, it was definitely outside. It was a close pitch, something that Stephen Vogt wishes he got the call on wasn't to be tonight as the A's fall. But Mark Kotze spoke with NBC California after the game about what tonight's loss.
9: Yeah, you know, tonight I thought Paulie did a great job. He got a ton of ground balls early in the game, um, which just means his sinker was was really working, Um, pounding the strike zone, uh, using his cutter when he needed. And, uh, you know, for five innings, he, he threw the ball great in the last inning. Uh, To get that last out of that fifth in that situation Uh, you saw the emotion from him Um, he was fired up and uh, You know he gave us everything he had tonight I think he was at 62 pitches. Um, What was kind of went into the decision to go to the bullpen. He's been fighting uh, a little bit of a illness and uh, You know fatigue just set in on on tonight. Um, You could see it in his face Um, He he worked hard. He was sweating Um, and uh, you know, I mean, for me and him, that was the right decision. He was, he was pretty much out of gas. So. Um, was, we haven't seen uh, Pruitt in a ton of, I guess, high leverage situations. What was uh, kind of the decision to go with him in the seventh there? Well, Acevedo's been, you know, used a lot um, in that situation. Uh, felt good with Pruitt. He, he last outing he was in a big leverage situation, had success. Um, you know, I thought the matchups were good. He just made one mistake to Sheets and, uh, you know, I think the hit by pitch uh, to Vaughn, he was just trying to go in there. Got a little too far in, obviously. And, uh, you know, just made a mistake there to to Sheets. And, and, you know, he capitalized. Did it seem like Cueto kind of settled in a little bit as after the early innings? Yeah, I mean, you know, Johnny's a veteran guy. He gave up two homers, um, settled in. Obviously he got through seven. Um, you know, you started using a sinker in on the righties uh, to get, get him off his slider. And, you know, that's a, that's a veteran out there that knows how to pitch and, um, you know, red swings early in the game and utilize that to, to pitch deep into the game and, and give his team a good chance to win.
2: For Blackburn, how much confidence do you think this gives him going into the next start?
9: Uh, it I mean, Paulie never lacked confidence. I think just, you know, from that standpoint uh, he should feel good about the start and, uh, and, you know, obviously prepare for his next one.
7: How tough is it to lose a game, you know, on a wild pitch?
9: Yeah, those things happen. It's just tough to lose a game, period. Uh, regardless of how you lose it, uh, that makes no difference to me. Um, you know, we're trying to execute a breaking ball there. Uh, it was spiked a little bit short, and, you know, Murph did his best to, to, to block that ball, keep it in front. Um, you know, the leadoff double, it's, it's obviously tough to, to keep that run from scoring. They executed the fundamental and got him to third. So, um, you know, uh, at that point, it was uh, just trying to get a punch out there and, and go after Moncada.
4: Well, interesting comments from the A skipper there. You got to hear that Paul Blackburn dealing with a little bit of a bug right now, which may have uh, been the reason he was able to, uh, to leave the game a little earlier than he might have liked. I thought you could tell he was a little fatigued there as we were getting into the fifth inning there and even the fourth inning, the White Sox starting to put some better at-bats. Again, I'm getting some harder hit balls and forcing him to really kind of focus in on doing everything that he was trying to do, find the way he wanted to get those pitches in there. So it looks like maybe uh, an illness, playing a fatigue factor there for Paul Blackburn, who definitely pitched much better. This looked a lot more like the Paul Blackburn we saw early on this season. He had great control. He was able to kind of spot his pitches, get what he wanted, and he located his pitches very well tonight, which is important for Paul Blackburn, as he's been very successful when he's been able to limit the walks And that really hasn't been as much of a case as he's gone on early on in this season. I mean, that first month back in April, he had just two walks in his four starts. He followed that up. He had 10 walks after that, then nine. It's kind of been stacking up for him a little bit more. And tonight, no walks for Paul Blackburn. The first time that he's had a game without allowing a walk As I'm just checking here very quickly, you have to go all the way back to the end of May, May 30th, the last time that he's gone without allowing a walk. So that is an important thing for Paul Blackburn as we got to see that tonight. However, he was limited on pitches and kind of uh, something you don't hear too much for the A's this year. Victims of their own success. They have been playing well. They've been playing well as of late. They'd won four straight games, but in doing so, having to use their bullpen a lot, especially their plus guys, the guys at the end of the game that you're really hoping to count on in those games. And you're thinking, you know, they're going to get a night off here and there. You heard Domingo Acevedo kind of needed a night off. You know, you had Lou Trevino and Zach Jackson. These guys are working almost every single night, trying to help the A's catch up and get some of these wins and feel good about things. And that comes at a cost. These guys got to go out there and they're going to do their best. But it's going to be tiring from time to time for some of these A's pitchers, especially having to work four innings here and there every single night to try to keep the A's in the game because you're not going to see as many people doing what we've seen from Cole Irvin or Frankie Montas as of late and be able to get deeper into games and maybe take a little bit more pressure off of that A's bullpen, which has been stellar so far here this month. And Zach Jackson, another one of those guys, who has been stellar? I know he he gets saddled with the loss tonight with the wild pitch, but he's been very good for the A's this season. So, 833-625-2278, the number. If you want to jump in there, you can also hit me up at Vegas Joe Hughes if you want to do that on Twitter. On the other side, we're going to hear from the starting pitcher himself, the pride of Paul Blackburn, as we get ready for uh, another start for an A's an interesting start coming up for the A's tomorrow as Frankie Montas. Not going to get the ball tomorrow. He may have made his final start for the Oakland A's ahead of Tuesday's deadline. So what are your thoughts for this A's team? Playing much better here in the month of July, though not really something that you're too concerned about because they're records so what are you thinking for this A's team ahead of the deadline are you looking them to do a full fire sale maybe move some of these veterans or are you going to be content maybe just seeing one or two guys moved and hoping that you bring back some kind of prospects and what kind of prospects are you looking for 833-625-2278 the number you can hit me up on social media at Vegas Joe Hughes Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we roll along with A's clubhouse
7: The A's are back, and you won't want to miss this epic matchup. The A's host the Giants in the Bay Bridge Series, presented by Gilead Sciences at the Coliseum August 6th and
3: 7th. 3-2 runner goes, swing, and a miss. And down goes Estrada and the Giants in the 7th.
7: Catch some summer vibes and get your tickets to see the Athletics take on the Giants at the Coliseum. Pack your sunscreen and shades and bring your friends or family out to the ballpark for the Bay Bridge Series. Tickets are selling quickly. Get your tickets today at athletics.com
3: Connect of Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact.
5: pinder it's a deep drive to left ruff is going back at the track turning around at the wall he'll turn and watch it
6: fly you're listening to a's cast
3: And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track in the shadows. Looks up and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry and the A's are back ahead five to
6: three. This is the A's Clubhouse Show.
5: Here's the 0-1 pitch to him. It's on the way, and he hits a high deep drive. Left center field way back. Bolt in the alley has a play as he reaches the track. And he makes the catch in a minute just under it a little bit and Sky Bolt just reaching the edge of the warning track in deep left center makes the catch and once again the Athletics keep the White Sox off the board and after six it's still two nothing A's.
4: Well, unfortunately, the A's not able to keep the White Sox off the board forever. Gavin Sheets with a two-run homer late in the game to tie things up. He would ultimately hit a double in the ninth inning. He was replaced by a pinch hitter. And then the final run of the game coming in on a wild pitch as the A's fall to the White Sox 3-2 tonight, snapping that four-game win streak the longest of the season for the Oakland A's. Good evening. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we roll along here on A's Clubhouse. You know, it's an interesting time of year right now as we get ready for the uh, trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. You've got a lot of people all over baseball on all different levels, kind of keeping an eye on things that are happening. And one of the key things that tells you a trade may be in the works when you see players that are in the lineup in the middle of a game start hugging people or, you know, maybe somebody gets pulled from a game. So we're keeping an eye on a situation happening right now with the Seattle Mariners, a team that was already busy yesterday with that Luis Castillo deal, going and getting one of the best pitchers in the league right now to come and join their rotation as they try and snap that 20-year playoff drought. But a couple of things happening. The Mariners in the minor leagues, one of their top prospects, Jared Kalinick, was in the lineup and hitting cleanup for the Tacoma Rangers, according to uh, Starting Nine, passing on something from MLB Trade Deadline News. But he was scratched and pulled in from center field and, The Mariners have also uh, pinch. They've also got Kyle Lewis replacing pinch runner Carlos Santana. So the Mariners may be up to another move, trying to get themselves uh, another piece to snap that deadline. So, you know, you're looking for all these little signs, all these little nuggets and trying to see what's going to happen with some of these moves that could happen. It is going to be a really interesting Sunday and maybe a really interesting Monday as we get up to that deadline as teams may be trying to figure out this weekend if it's worth trying to uh, maybe extend themselves a little bit, add a piece here or there, and try to get themselves into better playoff contention with that extra wild card spot available for some teams or maybe some teams like the Giants deciding you know what, we're going to pack it in. We've got a, a lighter-than-we'd-expect playoff chance and make guys like Carlos Rodon or Jock Peterson available ahead of the deadline. But for the A's right now, no moves to report, but we did have a better start from Paul Blackburn, not getting the win today, but goes five strong innings. He faded a little bit in the fourth and fifth inning. We heard from Mark Cotze after the game that He's dealing with a little bit of a stomach bug, so an illness may have been part of the fatigue for Paul Blackburn at the end of tonight's game, but very sharp, no walks allowed for Paul Blackburn, the pride of Brentwood, California. He spoke with NBC Sports California after the game.
11: How did you about your when you to the Yeah, um, I feel like everything was pretty, pretty synced up today. Um, just with the stuff we, we worked on uh, from my last start to this start, um, you know, I feel like I was back to getting ground balls that I was used to, used to kind of getting, um, you know, for the first you know half of this year, and then kind of kind of got away from that, and I feel like that's a good that's a good sign for me. Um, you know, my sinkers sinkers sinking and not running, um, that I'm kind of up and I'm on time. Uh, mercy, uh kind of battling, uh, an illness. Um, how are you going and how were you uh, about? Yeah, um, the last like forty eight hours I've been I've been dealing with a lot of stuff just illness wise. Um, right now I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, I, you know, I was able to, to battle through it today. Um you know, I tried to, try to just work pitch by pitch. Not really think about how I was feeling. Just think about executing, executing pitches out there. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of that's how I approached it. How refreshing to start like this, especially the last couple
2: outings haven't gone your way. Yeah,
11: um, no, it's good. Uh, it's good. You know, it's a good team over there. Um, you know, they can they can hurt you anytime. Um, you know, just just being able to kind of get get back on the right track, um, you know, have a positive outing, and and uh, kind of get get back get back on a uh, on a good roll.
2: You showed some emotion in the fifth inning when you got out of that jam. You know, how great was it to
11: get out of that? It was second and third, nobody else. How great was it to just get out of that? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Anytime, anytime you can leave guys stranded like that, um, especially with no outs there, guy in third, no outs. That's, it's a very tough situation, um, you know, and I feel like I feel like Murph and I did a very good job, um, you know, holding hands, but especially that inning, um, kind of pitching, pitching to uh, to spots where we feel like we were able to create soft contact and create some swing and miss. You um, know, it's a huge, I uh, think it's just huge moment in general. Um, being able to, to, to keep that two tune up completely um, and, and keep those guys on base, um, especially uh, the Bob. Uh, was that a little sliding, the last pitch Yeah, it was. Was, it, 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 it was the first one that was tracked, had you not thrown that, the whole audience recording? No, I um, uh, got through one slider and maybe, maybe two curveballs today. The rest was just sinkers and cutters, a couple change we' What went into the that call the last pitch and it's got how much faith do you have to have in it just to break it out of that? Role? Yeah. Um, it's one of those things, you know, Murph and I talked uh, after the fourth where it was like, you know, we didn't really throw many off speed, kinda of leading up to that point. Um, you know, and that's a that, that's a team over there that that will expand uh, the play on you and just just being able to I guess just trust, you just trust uh, trust it and go throw a good one and, and get a swinging miss. Is there something you said for being able to, not only the last few outings, have been a little rougher than what we've seen in the first half, to be able to kind of nip that sort of stretch in the helm plan? Yeah, no, it's. It is nice being able to to, you know, put the last you know, three, four or five outings. Uh, I feel like I've kind of kind of been off um, to just one day and have a good one. Um, you know, I wish I wish it would have kinda of happened a little sooner, but you know, it's just build off build off today and keep moving forward.
4: Well, welcome back. That was Paul Blackburn speaking in the A's clubhouse after the 3-2 loss of the White Sox today as the A's fall, their four-game win streak coming to an end. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today, and a tough loss for the A's. They played very well since the All-Star break, and they played well enough to win today, but something they didn't do today, they didn't add on runs later in the game, something we've been seeing from this team a lot more consistently over the last few games, something uh, I think we heard Stephen vote talk about in that final game of the homestand before the A's headed out on this road trip that the A's have been able to get to the other team's bullpen a lot more and add on a run here or there late in the game give themselves some breathing room and today unfortunately for the A's it didn't work out as a hit by pitch from Austin Pruitt that set up the White Sox with a runner and just one bad pitch Gavin Sheets smacking a two-run homer and erasing what the A's had done earlier in the game because. Those home runs for the A's, it really does help to give them a lot better margin of error. But, you know, that's part of it is if the home run's not there later in the game like we saw tonight, it's just going to be tough for the A's and just a thin margin of error for the A's, who are still playing a lot better. But a tough loss for the Oakland A's. One final segment to get your calls in if you want to line it up, 833 625 2278-833-625-2278 the number if you want to try to get in a call before we're out of here one final time one final segment so we'll go through the out-of-town scoreboard and we'll take a look at what's on deck for tomorrow these will have a chance to still try and win this series if they can claim the series finale tomorrow and what's going on with the MLB trade deadline we saw a big move yesterday with the Mariners or they have something going on as well today and Tomorrow could be a very interesting day. We could see a very different Angels team after this series with the White Sox. It could be a very different A's and Angels team heading into that next series. So one final segment, Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we continue along with A's Clubhouse.
3: They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches by using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com
0: slash delivery info. Rise and shine, honey. We don't want to miss our flight.
6: Our flight is in seven hours. And we have TSA PreCheck with our Navy Federal flagship credit card.
0: TSA PreCheck, hmm. Getting my bugle through security will be so much easier now.
3: (sighs) Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA.
6: This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention, like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others.
4: I'm at the scene of the collision.
6: And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See, we didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA.
1: Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run, so we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory.
0: Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive, that was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the
4: time, but
1: can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
4: This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to A's Clubhouse, our final segment here of the evening. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as the A's four-game win streak comes to an unfortunate end with a 3-2 loss to the White Sox. A well-played game from the Ace. They got homers from Sean Murphy and Seth Brown early in the game. We saw some great defense. Paul Blackburn looked like the all-star Paul Blackburn tonight, going five innings, only 62 pitches, we found out from Mark Conte, and Blackburn himself after the game, he's been dealing with a stomach bug for the last 48 hours, so you could see some fatigue setting in, but he looked much sharper, really limiting the free passes, no walks for Paul Blackburn in tonight's game, going five strong innings, helping the A's, but in the ninth inning the white Sox able to capitalize on a mistake it was zach jackson coming in he gave up a double a sacrifice bunt from the former a josh harrison and then a wild pitch a breaking ball spiked in behind home plate got away from sean murphy who had no chance really there to try and corral that ball is that was it it was deflating it just happened quickly and just like that it was gone the a's uh Four-game win streak comes to an end, but they did play well. Still have a chance to win this series tomorrow, and that's going to be a fun game to watch with the way the A's are playing because Sunday leading into that trade deadline, it's going to be an interesting day around baseball to see some players that you're expecting to see out there might maybe watch the lineup, see a guy that's in there, and find out just before the game that he's not going to be in there. He might be on the move. So. It's going to be a really fun couple of days for not just the A's, but for all of baseball heading into what should be a very exciting trade deadline. We're going to take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank as we take a look around the league and see what's going on. Top of the sixth inning, the Giants leading the Cubs 5 to nothing. It's Will Clark's 22 jersey retirement day. Saw him make a speech even owed to Candlestick Park as his number 22 will now hang there at Oracle Park. One of the Giants' all-time greats, Will Clark, having his number retired. The AL West Clash, Rangers leading the Angels that game 7-4 in the bottom of the sixth inning. The A's will see the Angels in their next series. Shohei Otani blasting a home run in that game, his 22nd of the year. Uh, Looking elsewhere around baseball, we talked earlier the Yankees beat the Royals 8-2. Aaron Judge, his 200th career home run. Only Ryan Howard of the Phillies got to 200 home runs faster than Aaron Judge, who's got 42 this year. That's 42 homers in 99 games this season for Aaron Judge, who has been on a tear this year. Really trying to stack that up and become maybe the ninth player, the ninth time that we see somebody crack the 60 home run mark. If Aaron Judge, the pride of Linden, California, able to get that done, he has been on an absolute tear for the Yankees, I believe that's nine homers now for Aaron Judge in his last nine games. So, Aaron Judge, a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be interesting to see how that MVP race comes down between Aaron Judge and Shohei Ohtani. And I think something that could play a factor as Judge, if he gets to that 60 home run mark, is that he's playing on a winning team and one of the best teams in baseball. Where Shohei Ohtani, I mean, he's doing something we've never seen as an ace pitcher and a slugger. But for a losing team, a team like the Angels, I jokingly called them the Pagoda Champs yesterday and I was talking with Jessica Kleinschmidt because every single year you see the Angels predicted as one of the teams to go and finish first or this is the year that they're going to challenge for the division and it never happens. It's just an unbalanced team. They did invest a little bit in starting pitching this year, but that has been the big downfall for the Angels. They've got a loaded lineup, but not a lot of pitching and not a lot of wins, and now they've got a concern with Mike Trout going on with a rare back injury that's going to impact his career going forward but Angels trailing the Rangers right now 7 to 4 in the bottom of the 6th inning they've got 42 games and with the way the A's are playing they uh, you know they don't have much to play for but You don't want to finish last in your division, but they do have a chance to maybe sneak up and catch the Angels, which would mean how much disparity there is between those two teams in their lineup and in their payroll. That's your out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. We're going to take a look now at What's on Deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, you can learn more at ashbylumber.com. A's Clubhouse, the final game of this three-game set in Chicago – Rubber match of the series tomorrow, breakfast baseball. A's still have a chance to try and get out of Chicago with a series win. They're going to have to wake up early to do that. First pitch tomorrow, 11:10 our time. That's Pacific time. We're going to be with you beginning at 10:10 10, 10 with A's total access. It's going to be Adam Aller getting a start. He'll be taking on Dylan Cease as the A's look to rebuild their win streak, which came to an end. We uh, see the White Sox pulling out the 3-2 win in the ninth inning. The wild pitch from Zach Jackson proving to be the difference maker. So looking forward with chatting with you tomorrow. Hopefully we're chatting about an A's win. once again, Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we wrap up A's Clubhouse.
1: Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today.
6: Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone, together.
0: Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything.
6: This has been the A's Clubhouse Show.
5: Raleigh sets up outside, it's on the way. And it's hit the deep left, right down the line. If it's fair, it's got a chance, and it is gone. Elvis has tied it up. Swung on it belted, deep
3: left field. Solak takes a look, and
5: out it goes for Steven Piscotti.
3: A bomb over the out-of-town scoreboard jumps the A's ahead
6: 2-0. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre- and post-game for every game.
3: 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95, and Zach Jackson strikes out the side.
6: Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball.